You're listening to Images Podcast by Images Arizona. I am Joseph J. Erdo, and this is Baking Spirits Bright. Today, I am joined by Rebecca Hogger and Mara Hodge, co-owners and head decorators of Geek Desserts, a home-based bakery that offers high-quality and delicious cakes, cookies, and more. They've been featured both separately and together on three different baking competitions on the Food Network and Discovery Plus. Rebecca, Mara, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Of course. Our pleasure. Now, Rebecca, this must be a particularly busy but exciting time of the year for you. It definitely is. We we both love Christmas, all the colors, all the festivity, the, the love that's around. And all of that tends to come out in the, the fun holiday cakes that and cookies that everyone orders from us. Yeah, I have seen some of your incredible creations. They truly are mind-blowing. Now, you make some amazing things year-round, but I imagine that the holidays really gets the creativity flowing. Right, Mara? Starting up with Halloween, we love to get all of our scare out of our systems. (laughs) The gore, the blood, um, the scary, the spooky, even the fun pumpkins. I just love everything about Halloween decorating. Uh, So I think that kind of gets us warmed up. And then uh, into Thanksgiving, we start thinking more pumpkin and harvest. And uh, with my Native American roots, I really love that time of year as well. And then uh, we're, we're just crazy decorators. We love decorating our house even for uh, Christmas. And we love to get into the spirit of things. So I think that really comes through with our decorating, our cake decorating, as well as our house decorating. And <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> we love the opportunity near Christmas to do, you know, Santa cakes and reindeer, snowmen, anything that comes along, whether it's yeah. cakes, whether it's cookies, all of that stuff. Just It just lights us up. Of course, the holidays are such a joyful time to begin with, but all of those cookies, cakes, and other desserts just kind of seal the deal. For every holiday party, there must be at least one dessert served. Hopefully more, because variety is awesome. I know when I have the privilege of being invited to a holiday party, I like to sample a little bit of everything. Of course, people can order some out-of-this-world cookies, cakes, and such from you through Geek Desserts, and really impress their guests. But baking homemade desserts is deeply ingrained in the holidays, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I think it's a time to pass along tradition and uh, recipes, and it's, it's really nostalgic. I agree, Mara. Baking has been proven to be a mood-boosting activity. Perhaps that is why 93% of Americans bake cookies during the holidays. It's a great time to come together with friends or your children and uh, just bake. It's fun to do uh, holiday cookies with friends and such, to give out or to just eat. Exactly, or both. This is, of course, the season for giving, but we can easily sneak a few cookies for ourselves and chalk it up to quality control. Here's another fun statistic. 
63% of Americans have a traditional dessert that they eat every year. Rebecca, do you have a traditional holiday dessert that you enjoy every year? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, for, gosh, as long as I can remember, uh, Christmas morning, we have monkey bread. Ooh, I love monkey bread. Any particular type? Just the traditional cinnamon. Gooier, the better. I agree. Mara, how about you? What is a dessert that has become an annual tradition for you to enjoy during the holidays? Uh, well, with with my family, we've always done gingerbread houses. And so, uh, since my kids were little, I've done, you know, first the graham cracker, gingerbread house, and then uh, we used to do more elaborate as they got older. But definitely the gingerbread uh, house. Okay, yeah. Do you create some pretty extravagant gingerbread houses? Well, we have in the past. I'm, I won first place in Best in Show in a gingerbread competition a few years back. And so a gingerbread house competition. And so I, I always try to up my game every time I make one. We, oh. we don't get a lot of orders for them, but I think it should catch on. Wow. Yeah, I agree. They are a lot of fun. I buy one of those simple gingerbread house kits that they sell in stores each holiday and end up failing miserably with only a pile of candy-coated rubble to show for it. I'm not alone, though. 50% of Americans have been involved in a holiday baking disaster. I'm kind of surprised that it's not 100%. Rebecca, have you been involved in any holiday baking disasters? Um, yeah. I would say that some of the baking disasters that I've had just come about by not measuring uh, how much batter you're putting into your pan or cupcake uh, wrapper, causing overflows that make a mess and stink in the oven. But one of the other ones that I've learned the hard way from is trusting recipes that have add-ins, such as sprinkles and chocolate chips and candy corn. Candy corn melts in the oven. And they don't tell you that in the recipe. They show you wonderful cookies that have candy corns popping out of those cookies. That doesn't work. It, they melt down into a puddle. So I would say that uh, that's one of my largest disasters that I've had was with candy corns. And it's taught me not to, not to trust online videos and pictures that are in blog posts without actually trying to see how things melt. <laughs> Good point. They make it look so easy. Mara, how about you? What holiday baking disasters have you experienced? Oh, like everything I've baked with my kids back when they were young has been a disaster. So I think letting kids help is uh, a fun disaster for me, honestly. <laughs> I can remember many times mixing icing just not exactly stiff enough to hold up the gingerbread house um, and it falling down maybe five, six times. I've had to put it back together, back together. So, um, you know, I think the architecture is a big disaster for me personally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now I don't feel so bad. I think we put a lot of extra pressure on ourselves to come up with absolutely perfect looking and tasting desserts during the holidays. I wish that wouldn't change because the holidays are just full of anxiety. And for us, baking is our passion and love. And so uh, for us, we come together and just create 
amazing memories around the baking. And I wish people would keep that in mind a little more than actually stressing out about the recipe or they don't have this perfect chocolate or whatever. It, you know, it like keep keep the love in mind instead of the details, I guess. Keep the love in mind. I like that. Mara, what other holiday baking tips can you share with us? Um, I'm more of the artist and Becca's more of the engineer scientific mindset. And so I'm not one to follow recipes. I don't like to follow recipes, but I've, Guys me crazy. I've had to. Yeah, I've had to. So I, I believe my biggest tip probably is always follow the recipe. Yeah, I can take that a step further, too. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's so many recipes that are available online uh, through blogs and such. And um, that's where, you know, that's anytime somebody asks us for something new or we decide we want to try something new for, for a party or a gathering, that's where I go first. So don't be afraid to look for online recipes. But when you find one that looks good, read the comments at the bottom because people are going to post what worked and what didn't work and what they changed to make it better or how it failed. And you're going to want to look at that. In addition, make sure that you completely read the directions, possibly the day before, because some of these recipes have some, um, some steps that might require refrigeration for hours or, cooling of things after certain steps. And you want to make sure that you allow yourself enough time to do that. Also, uh, one of the things that I found works for me the best is to just make sure that you have all of your, your tools and your ingredients set out before you start so that you're not scrambling to find things, realizing you don't have the ingredients in stock and things like that. I cannot tell you how many times I have started a recipe and then been very upset that I did not have the ingredients that I needed. Also, to piggyback off of her, for me as an artist, I'm I'm very messy and scattered, and so I have found cleaning as I as I go is very important and something that I've really adopted to be a, an important um, throughout the whole process. Focus on the experience of being together and like the funny things that the kids do when they're baking or whatever, instead of being so stressed out about it. I agree. Those are all very good things to keep in mind. As I said earlier, your creations are incredible. What tips do you have for those wanting to at least try to create something spectacular from scratch to show off to their guests this holiday season? I think uh, tools are very important. Uh, if you're working with fondant or modeling chocolate, I have found using my hands less is really important. And uh, precision work, such as if you use an X-Acto knife, always have uh, fresh blades. I think that's very important. And also uh, making sure your fondant isn't too dry, especially here in Phoenix. It's super dry. So we have to uh, add a little extra vegetable shortening to, to keep it um, pliable. Oh, okay. Describe what fondant is for those who may not know. Fondant is basically an edible dough, an edible Play-Doh. And it's made from marshmallow and powdered sugar, essentially. And you just kind of melt the marshmallow, mix in the powdered sugar, and it turns into kind of a dough consistency uh, that you can color any color. And you roll it 
thin, kind of like a pie crust, and put it over a cake and you can smooth it out or uh, use tools to kind of move it in different ways to whatever sculpted in different ways and it um, it kind of hardens in the refrigerator so uh, it's a really great to work with here in Phoenix to kind of it doesn't melt um, too easily so it's nice okay yeah we're always relying on icing when fondant is what we should have been using especially for sculpted masterpieces Rebecca do you have anything to add um, I think my biggest tip would be to know your materials as in fondant and you know how it does in different uh, temperatures and how what affects it with like water and such same with um, modeling chocolate same with ganache same with your cake same with your buttercream knowing how those work how they work together how they're affected by temperature humidity and how they're affected by weight and gravity because even if you're just doing a simple cake and you're trying to put a topper onto it or a second tier if you don't recognize that the weight is going to cause displacement and settling in certain ways you're going to have a disaster so you just have to get to know your materials have to understand the um the physics of of baking baking is very much a, a science-based cooking approach whereas normal cooking of food is not so you just have to really know your your materials good point I mean, many of these desserts, especially the ones that you two create, are actually works of art. So it makes sense that it is about a lot more than simply mixing ingredients. Do either of you have any final tips? Perhaps any time-saving shortcuts that will make the holidays less stressful? I think uh, a tip that I'm borrowing from Martha Stewart that I learned long ago (laughs) is canned pumpkin is a time saver. It's actually, according to Martha, um, it tastes the same as if you are to, you know, cook the real pumpkin and add all the stuff to it or whatever you need to do. Yeah, we usually just use canned pumpkin and then we doctor it according to how we're going to use it. Yeah, Yeah. it's just a little, little quick time saving tip that no one will notice. (laughs) For me, I would say that there's just, um, you know, for for every complicated step, there's usually a shorter step that you can do. For example, uh, you know, making chocolate ganache is typically done with a a double boiler on a stovetop with a with a. a thermometer, it can be done in your microwave too. Much faster and easier. Almost everything that's complicated can be done faster and easier if you look online and look for a tried and true approach. Excellent. So there's no shame in taking a few shortcuts in order to save some time. That's that's very true. Or if you're just lazy like I am and you don't want to do it the hard way. <laughs> Of course. After all, the holidays seem to fly by, and as you said earlier, we should be keeping the love in mind, making special memories with our loved ones, rather than spending every waking moment in the kitchen. I have one final statistic to share with you, as I would love to hear your feedback on what has become a very controversial holiday dessert. 38% of Americans give away their fruitcakes instead of eating them. Rebecca, what are your thoughts on fruitcake? Uh, I will not touch it with a 10-meter cattle prod. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Mara, do you feel the same? Uh, no, I love it. I always ask for it in my stocking. 
I get her those little the little prepackaged uh, rectangular shaped ones at the store for her stocking, and she loves it. Oh, do you make fruitcake as well? I've tried, but it's not as good as the, um, I like the ones that are, you know, the local, locally made kind of in smaller batches. I like to try the local fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I enjoy fruitcake, but in moderation. So I suppose I lie somewhere in between. <laughs> You're an in-betweener. Okay, cool. <laughs> Rebecca Hogger and Mara Hodge, co-owners and head decorators of Geek Desserts, Thank you so much for sharing some of your holiday baking tips with us. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone listening. I am Joseph J. Erdo, and this has been Images Podcast by Images Arizona. Images Arizona.